Hey, good morning, Cultivate Church. We're so glad to see you at Church Online today. I know we're not meeting in person still, but we love seeing you connect online every Sunday in the comments, talking and sharing about your week and talking about the worship and the word together. It's just good to connect and to be together any way that we can. I know that many of you are tuned in for the very first time, and we want to welcome you and let you know that we're so glad that you're a part of our Cultivate Church experience this morning. Today's going to be an incredible day. Our worship team has some incredible worship prepared for you. Our message is going to be powerful, so we want you just to block out all the distraction, tune in, and let's get ready to worship together. Well, good morning. Man, I'm so glad that you tuned in with us again this morning at Cultivate Church Online. We're in the final installment of a series we've titled, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. Come on, it's been, an, it's been a crazy couple of months. It's really been a crazy year, right? I mean, we're, we're, all, we're almost at the halfway point, and I don't think anyone saw this coming in our wildest dreams, the, the, the season of life that we've been in and are continuing to walk in. And uh, this week, I'm talking to you specifically. If you've got notes, you can go ahead and pull those out uh, on uh, in the comment section uh, online. Maybe you've already pulled those up. Uh, the title of today's message is, What do I do when the world is divided? When the world is divided. Psalm chapter 25, verse 4 says this, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Come on, if there's ever been a time we've needed direction from God, it's the season that we find ourselves in today. We are more divided in our nation and in our, and in our lives than really we ever have been before. Come on, it's 2020, and yet again we're saying we've never been more divided than we are now. Sunday's still the most segregated day of the week. Politics have severed relationships. Come on, racism still threatens to rip apart anything good this nation's ever built. Our families are divided. Our friends are divided. Come on, a virus has, has, has ripped apart relationally and the, the things that we never thought would have ever been separable. And here we are because of opinions and ideas and thoughts. And everyone has their own thoughts and opinions. And for many of us, we're in a season of life where we have allowed our opinions and our thoughts to take precedence over people. And today I want to remind us of a passage of Scripture in John chapter 17, verse 21. It's a prayer that Jesus prayed, and many of you know, it's actually a prayer that we have opportunity to answer. Here was his prayer. Jesus said, I pray that they all will be one. Who's they all? It's you. It's me. It's all of us. It's humanity. God, that they would be all just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. Come on, that was the prayer of Jesus for us as people, that we would be united as one. Today, we're going to talk specifically through John chapter 4. There's a, there's a story in John chapter 4, a very famous story about a woman at a well, a Samaritan woman, Jesus, a Jewish man. And in th that day and time, a very controversial, controversial meeting that took place. I'll give you a little bit of a background. It all started with uh, the Samaritans and Jews situation. It really was the definition of cultural and racial prejudice. It all started back in 722 BC. The northern kingdom of Israel, uh, the nation of Israel, was conquered by Assyria. 
they were infiltrated during that season by Gentiles, and they began to intermarry, and they began to worship other gods. Meanwhile, in 600 B.C., the southern kingdom later on fell, the kingdom of Judah. They fell to Babylon, and their people were carried off into captivity. In 70 years, they were taken into captivity. And 70 years later, they were released and they were allowed to come back and rebuild the walls of the city. And that's where we find ourselves beginning this separation of people. You see, the northern kingdom comes in and they try to help rebuild the walls. Except the southern, southern kingdom said this, you are unclean. What'd they say? You're not good enough. You can't do this. You're not pure Jews. They wouldn't let them help. They wouldn't let them help. They ostracized them. They pushed them away because now, though they were cousins, they they were different colors and they had different philosophies and they thought different and looked different. It had been 70 years since they had been together. That began a racial and cultural hatred and bitterness that lasted 500 years and really continued on. The story of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, incredibly controversial story. Jesus, a Jewish man talking to Jewish people, begins to talk to them about a good Samaritan. Come on, everyone in that circle around listening to Jesus talk, when they heard him say that a righteous rabbi walked by and a Samaritan actually stopped and helped, that was something that they would have never dreamed, never thought was even a possibility. You see, they, they thought completely different about Samaritans as they would anyone else. They were less than. There was this separation, this cultural and racial separation between Jews and Samaritans. So in John chapter 4, we see what bitterness looks like and really in an unlikely meeting between a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman. Here's what I've learned in my faith journey. The perspective that I look at the world around me, the the perspective in which that I choose to look, it really does determine the difference that I'll ever be able to make for Jesus in my world, in my sphere of influence. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray, and then I'm going to share a couple of things that I, I see that are dividing us, that still divide us today. And then through this passage of Scripture, I want to talk to you about what it looks like what can bring unity? What can bring healing to us as a city, to in, our, in our county, in our nation? So let's pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Lord, we know it's alive and breathing and real and for us. And so God, I pray that you speak to us today. God, through your word, that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't walk out of this moment the same. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Begin to work in us so that we can live a life on purpose in a way that honors you. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, what divides us? What divides us? It shouldn't, but it does. If you're taking notes, you want to write down our differences. Our differences divide us. They divided people even in Scripture. John chapter 4, verse 9, you see the Samaritan woman said to him, the first thing she said, Jesus speaks to her and he says, hey, can I have some water? The first thing out of her mouth is, you are a Jew And I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Come on, isn't it 
Isn't it significant in this passage of Scripture that it was even in parentheses that the writer of the text saw that it was important to remind everyone that was reading that Jews do not associate with Samaritans. We have nothing to do with one another. We are different. We look different. We think different. We act different. And our differences are dividing us. He asked for water. She said, Why are you asking me for anything? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We're different. In your notes, you want to write this down. What are are differences today that still divide us? One, number one, you ready? Check mark, first check mark, our skin. Come on, it's it's 2020. And here we are, still separated by the color of our skin. You would have dreamed, no one would have dreamed that here we are in this time, in this season of life, in a pandemic that we would find ourselves in, in a a season of life where we should be banded together. We should be united on a front and we're separated still by the color of our skin. I'll never forget one of my uh, first encounters in my life with racism uh, was in church of all places. I remember uh, uh, working on staff at a church years ago, and uh, we would pick up lots of inner city kids and, uh, in the area that, that, that we served in and had a large children's ministry and youth ministry. And we had a man in our church who wanted to come and sponsor kids to go to camp, except he said, I, I'm going to give you this money, but I don't want my money to go to those little black boys to go to summer camp. Can you imagine? Come on, it was, it was a perspective, a wrong perspective that began with the color of someone's skin and our country and has been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. There was no reason for that. As a matter of fact, we turned down that gentleman's money and said, if your money's not good enough for them, it's not good enough for anyone. We still live in a season of life. We still live in a culture today in 2020 where skin separates. The differences of the color of our skin separates us. You see, here's what I've learned, that bitterness and a wrong perspective, it doesn't see what unites us. It only sees what divides us. That's what was going on in John chapter 4, verse 9. Hundreds of years of hatred, bitterness, come on, passed down. And the only thing she could see was that she was a Samaritan, and he was a Jew. Come on, put yourselves in, the, in, 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 in this story. All of the things that were going on in their lives. Jesus had just convinced his disciples that we needed to go through Samaria. And they were trying to convince him not to go because they say it was a dangerous part of town. This woman is carrying a, a bucket of water in noon, in the, in, the, in the middle of the day. This woman was not just an everyday woman. Theologians, historians would say that this woman was probably a promiscuous woman. The time of day that she was coming to to gather water uh, uh, for herself or maybe for her family, it was a time of day that nobody did that. Everyone else would have done it at a different time. The fact that she was there where she was was because everyone else in her home, in her town, had already blackballed her. She was already going through significant trials, significant issues. And the one thing that she could think of from a man that would ask her for a drink of water is, we're too different. You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Our skin, whether we would like to admit it or not, it still separates us. Our differences. Next check mark, if you're taking notes, our philosophies. They're still separating us. 
our opinions, our ideas. He goes on to talk to her. He shares with her a passage of Scripture. And he goes on to talk to her and, and loves her. And he says, and she says her, she says this in John chapter 4, verse 19. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So he's asking for a drink of water, and, and then she goes on, and he begins to share his life story with her, and he really kind of reads her mail and begins to share with her, and she begins to uh, still, all she wants to do is bring up their differences. Well, we worship here, and you worship there. Come on, we're, Sunday still the most segregated day of the week. We have so many denominations and different theologies that have literally divided the body of Christ to a detrimental degree for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Why? Because our differences are dividing us. Open-handed issues. We, we, we worship across the street from one another because, because we believe different. We have different opinions and different philosophies on spiritual giftings and baptism and worship styles and dress and, and this kind of music and that kind of music instead of focusing on what unites us in the blood of Jesus. Although we could unite around the birth and death and the resurrection of Jesus as a people. Here's what I've determined in my own faith walk. That different should never mean division. We should be able to celebrate our differences. We should be able to see the differences in different cultures and different nationalities and different, uh, different places around the world and, and recognize that we're different, but different should never mean division. In what universe did different mean division? Except we've all began to believe the lie that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. And what we had hoped should have died a long time ago, here we stand in a season of life where our differences are still dividing us. God help us. Number two, if you're taking notes, what else divides us? Our prejudice. Our prejudice. There was prejudice going on in John chapter 4. It's going on in our lives, whether we would, whether we would like to admit it or not. We've all got some form of it in us innate through us from somewhere in our lives generationally. Here's what was going on in John chapter 4, verse 27. The disciples came, they returned, and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. Not just a woman, but a Samaritan woman. And I love this. But no one asked, what do you want from her? And why are you talking to her? You see, there was this prejudice inside these men as they walked up because socially they knew that this was, an, this, was, this was controversial. They shouldn't even be there, much less be talking to this woman, this Samaritan woman who looks different and thinks different and acts different. And they, none of them wanted to say, Jesus, what are you thinking? What are you doing? These guys were like, I can't believe he's doing this. We can't tell anybody. We're going to take this to our graves. Let's hurry up and get this over with. Let's get him moved on so that nobody sees him talking to the Samaritan woman. Nobody's got to know. You see, generationally, down, 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 step by step by step, we've gotten to where we are, where our differences have divided us, our prejudices have divided us. Come on, maybe you can ask yourself this question. What's in you right now? 
Maybe it's, maybe it's not against a skin color. Maybe, maybe your prejudice in this season of life is, is because someone voted different than you. Maybe someone thinks different than you. Maybe someone has a different idea or a different thought or a different opinion about a virus or about a sickness or about a political agenda than you do. And in you is this prejudice, innate in us. And we have allowed our differences to divide us. I want to spend the rest of our time together talking about what can unite us. Because far too long, we have allowed our differences to divide us. And can I tell you, different doesn't mean division. What can we do? And what, what steps can we take? What motion can we make that it allows us to begin to be united around a cause that can literally change the world? You ready? Number one, our surrender. Our surrender can unite us. I love what Jesus begins to tell this woman at a well that he shouldn't be talking to. In John chapter 4, verse 10, he answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you the living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw for in the, from and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it, from, uh, from it himself and did also his sons and his livestock? Come on again, what is she saying? We're different, we're different. He's telling her right now, we're, and she still wants to harp on the differences. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But can I tell you that whoever drinks from the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Here's what I've learned with all of our differences. We all need to surrender. If you're taking notes, this is extra in your notes. We all have a past. All of us. The Bible says it this way. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory. We all need the living water that only Jesus can provide. And we can continue to drink from a well that we will always be thirsty from. We can always go back to our prejudice. We can always go back to our differences. And we can always continue to drink from that well and let it divide us. But I promise you, we'll never, never not be thirsty. Jesus said we can begin to drink from a different well and he can quench our thirst. It's the well of life that only comes through him. We've all got a past. He told her, go call your husbands and come back. In verse 16 and 17, she said, I don't have a husband. And he replied to her, you're right. And the, the one you have right now is not your husband. The fact is you've had five husbands. Come on, he began to read her mail. There's nothing different about this Samaritan woman than you or I. We've all got issues. We've all got a past. We all need to surrender. Come on, we've all got a past and we all need a savior. She begins to continue to argue back and forth of where we should worship and what should be done. And he's trying to help, help her understand that difference doesn't mean division, that we can be united around a cause, around the living water that only comes through him. He says, yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are a kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit. And he, his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. 
And when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And then the rubber hits the road. Then Jesus declared, I am the one that you're speaking about. We all need surrender. Surrender to the cause of Christ is the only thing that truly will bring unity to a world that's divided. Come on, where have you been, where have you allowed our differences to divide you? Come on, maybe you be honest with yourself right now and you say that the color of skin has divided us. I've been, I've been divided. Come on, how many people in your life look different than you? How many friends are in your life that you've intentionally pursued authentic relationship with that look different than you do, that think different than you do? Come on, if you don't and, you, and that's not true, then you have to be honest. My, I've allowed differences to bring division and I need to repent. I need to surrender. Number two, if you're taking notes on the backside, I need to know this, that our purpose can bring unity. Our purpose. I love this because Jesus began to speak purpose into this woman's life. John chapter 4, verse 28, it says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back into the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? I love it because this woman went from self-focused, from differences and division to I have to tell someone. She had spent no telling how many years divided even from her own people philosophically and, and probably with opinions and ideas and divided from Jewish culture because of the color of their skin and the, and, the, and the places of their worship. She had been divided for so long she was going to draw water in the middle of the day because she didn't need to be around people. And then Jesus speaks purpose into her life and she drops the water jar. She drops the thing that was causing division in her life already. She was separated from people getting water at a different time of day. And she goes back and finds the people and says, I have to tell somebody, come see a man who's told me everything I've ever done. She found a new purpose. Come on, how often have we just gone through the day, the day-to-day -day routine, just trying to get it done, never realizing that Jesus wants to give everyone around us living water. Come on, you have a purpose in your life. I want you to know something today, that your purpose is bigger than your social media. Your purpose is bigger than your, pen, than your opinion. Your purpose is bigger than the color of your skin. Our differences don't have to divide us. Our differences can be celebrated and unite us around the cause of Jesus. What's the purpose that God's speaking into you right now that you need to surrender to. And then number three, if you're taking notes, our potential unites us. Our potential. Verse 39, he goes on to say, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Listen to that. God spoke purpose into her life. She went and told everyone in town and everyone in town came and listened and, and, and saw and spent time with a man that culturally they weren't supposed to be around because they had allowed their differences to divide them. 
And when they allowed their differences to, when they set their differences aside and they began to celebrate difference and understand it and recognize it, but not let it bring division, they began to hear the living water, Jesus. And they, they said, they came and, and they listened to the woman who said, he told me everything I'd ever done. And they came and they believed in him. Who knows what God may really do through us if we could find a way to get past our hurts, our prejudice, our bitterness, our differences, and find our purpose in Jesus. Come on, what potential is waiting tomorrow on the other side of your surrender? What potential is waiting tomorrow on the other side of your repentance? On the other side of you laying down your own opinion and laying down your own preconceived ideas and laying down your own comforts and laying down your own fill in the blank and picking up purpose and following the cause of Christ. I want you to know today that maybe you're here and we've allowed our differences to separate us for far too long. And maybe you need to surrender to Jesus and pick up your purpose and begin to walk into the potential that God has laid out for all of us. I want to pray with you right where you are, wherever you're tuning in from today. Come on, don't, don't click off. Don't pull away. In this moment, we're just going to pray. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit of God to do what only He can do. Maybe you're here today and you would be honest and you've allowed, you've allowed differences to divide you. Come on, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's been passed down from generation to generation and, and, it, and it needs to stop with you. It needs to stop with your family. It needs to stop with your children. It needs to stop in your heart. Maybe you would be honest and you would say it's a philosophical thing. Maybe it's a political issue. Maybe it's a, a thought process that you need to repent of. Maybe it's a skin color that you need to repent of. Maybe there's someone you need to repent to because you've allowed differences to divide you for far too long. Maybe, maybe today you need to begin to pick up the purpose of God that only can come through Jesus Christ. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right where you are. Maybe you would be honest today and you would say, I don't even know if I have a relationship with Jesus. I don't even know if I've got a, I don't even, I can't be honest with you and say that I've even got an authentic relationship. I don't even have a clue what living water would be. I'm gonna introduce you to him. The Bible says this, that God so loved the world, the whole world. Come on, every nationality, every language group, Every people group, every person, nothing could separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. There's nothing in your life that you could have done or ever could do or would do that God could not redeem for your good and for his glory. And today there's a moment, there's an opportunity. He says that he so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting you're here today and you need a relationship with Jesus. You clicked on a link today. For whatever reason, you're here tuning in and you're hearing someone say, you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right where you are. They're gonna post a link in the comments and I would encourage you to follow that link and say, I'm committing my life to Christ because we wanna send you some information that's gonna help you in your faith journey. Come on, we're going to be united around the cause of Christ. Not what, not, we're not going to allow differences to separate us. Come on, we're going to rally around the cause of Christ. So Father, today, right now, for my friends, I pray. I pray that you would forgive us of our sins. We confess today that there is nothing good in us apart from Jesus. So we ask that you would forgive us of those things. Right now, in your life, 
your own personal life, your own personal sin, begin to repent of those things. Lay them at the foot of the cross. Jesus, your word says that you would throw it as far as the east is from the west, never to bring it up again. So we ask in Jesus' name that you would do that. We claim salvation in Jesus' name. And from this day forward, we're gonna pick up our cross and follow you. We're gonna live our lives on purpose in a way that honors you. Thank you for salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, the Bible tells us that all of those in Christ is a new creation. Behold, all things, all old things are gone and all things are new. So today, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, come on, you're starting with a clean slate. Maybe you're here today and you've trusted in him, but you've struggled discovering your purpose. You've struggled walking into the destiny that God's laid out for you, the potential of what God could plan for your life. Come on, I want to pray for you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all of my friends under the sound of my voice. Father, that you would speak purpose into us, that we would no longer allow our differences to divide us. But God, we would learn that, we, that you made us different for a purpose, for a reason, that we would celebrate our differences. We would discover our uh, 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 and learn new things about one another. And Father, we would begin to walk in purpose that you laid out for all of us. God, the potential of people that need to know you that might not ever meet you if I don't walk in the purpose you've given me. So Father, I pray for my friends right now. God, begin to speak life into all of us. Begin to speak purpose into all of us. Right now, we're going to begin to discover what that looks like. Holy Spirit of God, your word says that if we lack wisdom to ask for it, and you would give it to us. Father, give us wisdom right now in how to navigate the season of life that we find ourselves in. God, I pray that you would bring unity to our nation. God, that you would bring repentance to, uh, to differences where we've allowed differences to divide us. God, I pray that you would prick our hearts and we would repent of the sin in our lives. And God, that we would begin to notice and pick up and see that there is a world who needs Jesus. They don't need our opinions. They need our Savior. So Father, in the name of Jesus, come quickly. Do what only you can do. And God, you'll get all the glory and all the honor. Come on, if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, please follow that link. We want to send you some of that information. Maybe you're looking to discover your purpose. I would encourage you while you're online right now, go ahead and click on cultivatechurch.tv. Go on to the uh, roots section of our website. You can find that and go ahead and take a personal assessment. You'll take a spiritual gifts survey and a personality profile and it'll begin to help you find steps, take steps to discover your purpose and live it out. Come on, I love you church. I'm so honored to be your pastor and I want to encourage you. Let's be the city on a hill that Jesus has called us to, a light that cannot be hidden in our spheres of influence. Let's not let our differences separate us. Come on, the difference does not mean division. We're going to walk in newness of life, and we're going to bring the light of Jesus to our county, to our city, and to this nation. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is our hope that you were able to meet with the presence of the Lord today. And if you made a decision to follow Jesus, there's an email on the screen below. If you'd send us an email or click the link in the chat, let us know about that decision. We'd love to be able to pray for you this week. We'd also love to be able to send you some information on some next steps that you can take and also let you know that you're not in this journey alone. We'd love to be able to walk those steps with you. 
And if you call Cultivate Church home, you can continue in your worship and your giving. There's three easy ways on the screen to be able to do that. And we just wanna let you know your giving is doing tremendous things, not just within our county, but all over the world. So thank you so much for being a generous church. And then this week, even though we're not able to get together or meet together, pick up the phone, call someone, text them, FaceTime them, whatever it is, and just let them know you're thinking about them, that you care about them, and see if there's anything that we can do for them. We're meant to do life together. So go out this week, live your life on purpose, and we'll see you again next week.